this was one of the ones where the seller was extremely motivated. Uh, I was able to get in the house. It was just weird that she wasn't going to meet me there. I, ne- I didn't get to meet her. You know, I had to do everything over the phone, which I was like, okay, I- I'm just going to go see the house, you know, and pulled up to that front of that house. And I was like, my first thought was, and this is a nice neighborhood. There's no way that they're going to take what I'm going to offer them. So I just went inside. I did my job. And I called the lady back and said, hey, have you been in this house recently? And she says, no. And I said, well, I went through the whole thing with her and told her. Uh, one of the one of my buddies that I eat breakfast with every single week, he goes to the house with me, walks in the house, and we open the door together. And he's like, oh, my gosh. He's like, there's mold in this house. And I'm like, oh, man, yeah. So we go in the basement together. He told me exactly what it would cost to fix this basement if I hired him and his company. I was afraid I would slip if I was, you know, holding my phone up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the rock, I mean, it was, the floor was like slippery. Like Hey, hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Behind the Deal by Carrot. This is the show where we take you behind the deal, show you everything from getting the lead to closing the deal and everything in between. We've got our wonderful host, marketing expert, CEO, Trevor Mock, and we've got our investor of the week, investor of the month, Bo Hollis out of Louisville, Kentucky. Awesome investor in front of Carrot. Hey, hey. Um, today, Bo's going to be talking to us about the how he won the Moldiest House Award for this year and netted 56 grand while he was doing it. Uh, but Bo, Trevor, welcome. Good to see you guys. What's going on? What's new? Great. Dude, so I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you the same lesson that, that Bo gave me. So I, I call it Louisville. I called it Louisville for years. And he, and he kept on sliding this in like every now and then. He'd be like, no, it's, it's Louisville. And then I'd call it Louisville again the next call, and like you know, like Louisville. And so it's it's Louisville. There's no Louis. There's no S. There's no Louisville. Um, so Louisville. If you've if you've been there longer, is it just two syllables? Is it Louisville? Louisville. Louisville? Yeah, it, it's uh, if you if you're a local, this is kind of like the um, the way to tell if you're from here or not. It's just Louisville. Louisville. <laughs> Okay, Louisville. It's just that cram all of the cram every consonant and vowel together and just, just say it like Louisville. Then if you say that, people know that you actually are from here. So, Love it. oh my gosh, that's yeah. awesome. Uh, well, Bo, you want to give us a? We're gonna roll a clip for you guys. Oh, if you're watching this on Facebook or YouTube, but you're watching the video, um, then obviously you're watching it. But if you're listening to the podcast, uh, we live stream this uh, with live Q and A, the whole shebang, every other week on Facebook, YouTube. So, and crazy things happen, phone calls, kid interruptions, everything. So feel free to join us on social, but Bo, you want to give us a, um, a sneak peek of this deal before we roll the clip and show everyone about this, uh, this nasty moldy house. <laughs> yes, yes, I do. So, um, so I got this lead as a carrot lead right through my, uh, through carrot site and Man. came in and I called the seller right away. I, I picked up my phone and I gave the seller a phone call and the the situation was that the seller had gone through a divorce and they did not live in the home anymore. They each were separated. The um, one of the spouses had uh, gone and found another. Uh, I think even gotten married since they had been separated quite a while, but they just had uh, gone their ways. And there was an, a kind of an adult son living in this situation. And so they all were all living in separate places and it was just time for them to move on and get rid of this property. She was, she was still putting <laughs> a mortgage on this property. She was still doing um, a lot of things, maintenance and upkeep. And it was just time for her to move on. So I was able to, um, to help her, help her out by getting there, getting on the phone. And I was talking to her and uh, she said her son lived there. And so she called her son and said, some guys coming over to look at the house. And that's kind of how I got there. And I never even met the seller until we uh, got to the closing table. Dude, and, and I want to I double down on that. So before we hit the video, this is something, guys and gals, uh, in the Carrot community. Um, and first of all, if you're watching this, share this up. You know, Share this up with whatever 
um, Facebook groups you're in with wholesalers, flippers, because uh, what we're going to be doing every other week in Behind the Deal is diving deep into the details. So uh, we'll, we'll show you some of the ads if you want to see them. We'll show you the page that they landed on on the carrot side of things. But I'm going to share this screen really fast. So <clears throat> this is, guys and gals, I'll explain it to those listening on the podcast version. This this is the lead, okay? This is this is the, the house. And, Bo, um, which one is it? Is it this house? Uh, no, uh, turn around. It's that one. Oh, there we go. There it's this one right here. Cool. Yeah. So, guys, this is inside the carrot system. So when a lead comes in, Bo got a text message from it. And um, they put in their phone number there. And with this, Bo, like what, kind of what's your process usually when, when a text message comes in? Are you on the phone immediately with them? Or kind of what, what do you do when these leads come in through the – through the carrot site so when a lead comes into the carrot site what it typically does for me is that i have my crm already set up to where it goes to my crm and that triggers a text response to my personal cell phone and our uh, our lead manager person uh based our acquisitions team so the person who gets that text message they are to get on the phone like one step two rolls through right away and they get on the phone we make the phone call and that's how I deal with that right away. I don't wait any period of time because you don't know if they're filling out a lead on my, my side and then, you know, another home buyer in the area. So I get on the phone right away once it hits our, it hits our system. I love it. And you're, you're using Investor Fuse for the CRM, right? Just so people know the yes. tool. Okay, yeah, cool. I use Investor Fuse. Uh, and their team is good for setting all the tech stuff. So I don't have to go in there and try to do zaps and all these different things for uh, on the tech side. I just use them and they're very, very handy to help do that so it's great i love it well dude let's uh, uh carrot team let's play the video so we're, we're gonna roll the video and guys and guys watching this we're gonna watch bo go through the property talk about the property then we're gonna break it down we want you guys to ask questions so if you guys have questions about the deal hey bo how did you do this how did the negotiation come through francisco has a great question come through about ppc we're gonna talk about some of this stuff guys so think about the questions as we're going through and pop them through that's exactly what these are, are supposed to be behind the deal uh let's roll the deal guys the mold punched me in the face so hard i almost like so i've been doing this a long time i've done hundreds and hundreds of deals lots and lots of transactions and a lot of times when sellers say oh it's nasty it's gross it's not really gross for our level gross so i'm at this property right i pull up to this property and it looks so nice on the outside i pull up I'm like oh this is a no-brainer i got this i this is like i'm a pro i can use my sleep i go knock on the door and he opens the door, and the minute he opens the door, I could smell the mold. I was like, oh crap, what in the world am I getting myself into? The guy was like living in this environment. You're walking through the property. It looks pretty fine, right? It's dirty. Uh, he's a messy individual. What 16-year-old kid is not, or 17 or 18, however this guy was. We're walking through the property, and then we're gonna go into the basement. And then once I saw the mold on the walls, Literally, the only thing it was missing was mushrooms growing straight out of the wall. I mean, it was horrible. I was like, I was like, oh my God, like what have I gotten myself into in this deal? I did tell the lady, I said, ma'am, your son needs to move out of this home immediately. This is a severe health risk. This is something that is not safe for him whatsoever. He needs to move out right away. And mold typically scares investors pretty bad unless someone sees him. So we went from contract all the way to close. In about, I don't know, seven to 10 days, we closed this deal and they were extremely happy. The sellers were really happy, the buyers were pumped. This had to be one of the nastiest, moldiest basements I've ever seen. Looks can be very deceptive. Dude, so the, there's there's a few cool things about this deal. So guys, I wanna give context and then we're gonna open up for Q&A and I've got a few questions for you too, Bo. This was the first deal that you and I had done together, which was cool. So I, I remember I remember getting the, the text message from you, hey, got a solid lead. And guys, one of the cool things um, about working with Bo, and he's had a chance to speak at a couple carrot camps in, in person, this last carrot camp, and then we beamed him in digitally over the, the spring uh, 2021 carrot camp, is Bo's a closing machine. And so this is about how closings went that first you know, X amount of months. With we, we didn't get a huge volume of leads. But the leads that we got, Bo closed like half of them uh, in, in the deals. And this this was one of them. And so he sent me the text message. And Bo, was this one of the ones where you had a ton of follow-up attempts with the person? Like 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 follow-up attempts? This was not. This was one of the ones where the seller was extremely motivated. 
and uh, I was able to get in the house. It was just weird that she wasn't going to meet me there. Uh, I, ne- I didn't get to meet her. You know, I had to do everything over the phone, which my background is belly to belly sales, right? So meeting somebody face to face and negotiating with somebody is just my skill set. But I had to do everything over the phone and um, it went pretty quick. Yep. And do some, I'm looking at the text thread. And the cool thing about this, Bo, is you and I, I don't think really had a chance to really break down this deal in person. I've got the text thread from you. So there's the house guys that, that uh, we showed you guys on the carrot lead system. And he literally said this would have been May 7th. Um, we, you know, he does 15 to 20 deals a month. This is just, we're going back to our first one that we did here together, May 7th at 6:52 AM Pacific time. So that would have been you know, nine or 10 year time. So he got another lead this morning. It was from Google PPC through the carrot site. I got a hold of them immediately. Like you said, I'm going to go see it at one o'clock. Um, I, I, lo- I love this about you, man. It's like you said, not that, not, not that you want the play by play. I love the play by play, man. It's fun. It's fun. <laughs> you sent the picture and then right you know, that same day. So that same day you said, I got the house. This was three hours later. You said, I got the house for one twenty-five, and then yeah. sent over the documents um, worth roughly 240 is what you thought at the time. What did the numbers end up looking like at the end of the day? So was the 125 number what ended up happening at closing? And then also what uh, what you end up selling it for? Yeah, so what happened was um, at the beginning, when I first started negotiations, the seller told me that I believe that they told me that they wanted like 150 roughly, you know, roughly 150 or something like that. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to go see the house, you know, and then I pulled up in the neighborhood and the, the house, I pulled up to that front of that house. And I was like, my first thought was, this is a nice neighborhood. There's no way that they're going to take what I'm going to offer them, you know? So, um, but I just did my job, right. You know, a lot of times when you prejudge people's situations or their current, uh, you look at the outside, right. And you prejudge things, you can lose a deal quickly by, judging what you see. So I just went inside, I did my job and I called the lady back and said, Hey, have you been in this house recently? And she says, no. And I said, well, I went through the whole thing with her and told her and I made my initial offer. And then we, uh, we settled at 125,000. And then I believe we sold it for 180, roughly 182. I think it roughly 182. I, I'm not looking at the HUD right now, but uh, I believe it was 182, roughly around that. Whatever it was, fifty-six thousand um, dollars that we settled on, on on this deal with with our end buyer. So was we actually any- we made a oh, promise to the guests that we were going to share the closing statement because Bo was kind enough to send that over. So I'm going to pull that up real quick so you guys can take a oh yeah yeah do that that's good okay, yeah. here we go walk us through this Bo what's exciting on here. Okay, so our initial purchase price was I was gonna I'll walk through everything here. So I was gonna do a double closing. I never do assignments typically uh, that are a fifty six thousand dollar assignment fee that where the end buyer can see what I'm making typically. <laughs> but um, you know, because sometimes it could be shocking to uh, to to somebody to see, crap, this person's making fifty six thousand dollars on me. You know, so I I typically would double close this, but uh, our attorneys, they actually sent over um, it as an assignment, which no big deal. This person has bought a lot of properties from me, and they text me and said uh, – the buyer actually text me and said, dang, you're really good. <laughs> and uh, and, then and they still got a great deal though, right? Like everyone they wanted, were really, so they everyone were super, wanted super duper happy with the deal, um, and I was really pumped to get an assignment fee of 56000 but what was interesting is I even talked to Trevor about this. I remember this day when I accepted this offer. Uh, I did a verbal with my buyer because we had done a lot of deals together before I sent over the contract with the buyer. I did a verbal with the buyer. We agreed on price. And then literally within, I think, 10 minutes of me um, accepting their offer for 182, I got an offer for like, I, I want to say it was like 220. Or something like this for the house, like another $40,000 over this one. And I had just given my word to this buyer. And I was like, 
I was like, Trevor, I'm, ha I'm having an issue here because someone has offered me way more, but I decided to, uh, that it would always be best. Uh, that was one of my non-negotiables was that starting in this business, uh, that one of my non-negotiables would, would be that if I made an agreement with somebody that I would stick to my word. So I, I did that and we closed the deal and happily made $56,000 on this deal. So Bo, I got a quick question, Bo, how do you, with something like mold that, that it's that widespread through the house, how do you, are you estimating repair costs? Like, how are you being conservative with that? Not knowing if it's in a couple walls or if the whole house, like if you have to take the whole thing down to studs. Okay. A very good question. And I have a very good answer actually. Uh, one of the, one of my buddies that I eat breakfast with every single week, he um, actually owned a mold remediation, like mold and fire remediation business. <laughs> and I said, Hey man, I just got this lead. Do you want to go look at this property with me? Uh, the lady said that there was a little bit of water in the basement at this time. I didn't know what I was getting into. And he was like, well, of course. And you know, so he goes to the house with me, walks in the house and we open the door together. And he's like, Oh my gosh. He's like, there's mold in this house. And I'm like, Oh man. Yeah. So we go in the basement together and he told me everything I needed to know. Like we walked it together and he told me exactly what it would cost to fix this basement if I hired him and his company. And then uh, when I sold it to the buyer, I said, hey, I've had X, Y, Z quotes um, on remediation on that basement. And I sent it. I actually sent pictures and stuff to uh, he obviously see, had seen that. And then I had sent pictures to another person who I knew had done mold remediation. And I said, give me a ballpark price on this. So when I send it to my buyer, it was just, you know, it's a concrete slab walls on the side and it's literally just gutting it out um, and remediating it that way versus, um, you know, it's not that big of a deal necessarily because you're, it's just bringing it back to concrete. The floors were, were already tile and it wasn't a humongous, humongous, like expensive rehab, you know? Mm -hmm. So I, I had, I knew what we were getting into. And dude, I've got some pictures. Let me, uh, uh, if you guys can share that, that screen that I was sharing again, cause this kind of shows the extent of it here, guys. So this is, uh, some of the pictures that Bo sent over in the, the Dropbox, and this might be a good little tip for y'all and, and Bo, I don't know how well this works for you or if this is the process that you would suggest to others, but it really works well for me that whenever you go through, um, you know, for me as your partner and on in, in this deal, in this case, I'm doing the marketing or doing the, the, everything else on the closing side, um, it was really useful getting number one, an update on, Hey, there's something happening. It builds a lot of trust, like you said, but then also number two, you immediately take the pictures, you take a video. Oftentimes I would see a video come from, come from you where it's a two, three, four minute video. You walking through the house and just kind of talking about it. And then, and then I could pop in and look at these pictures. And so, I mean, if you were to look at, at some of these here guys, I mean, this is pretty darn extreme mold and this is what this is what this is what Bo walked into here Gosh. and um it was dude. so slimy the floor was so slimy that's the reason oh. I didn't video it yep. because uh I was afraid I would slip if I was you know holding my phone up <laughs> yeah uh, the rock I mean it was the floor was like as slippery as like a a creek stone you know mm -hmm. like walking into like a a river or something so it was very dangerous uh walking down there you could have slipped easily and dude, so one, one thing too, so for people that are, that are newer to this business, or if you're a real estate agent watching this as well, and you're going, man, so uh, we were able to pick up a property for 125,000. It worked amazingly well for the seller. Uh, the end buyer, what is the end buyer? Were they, are they going to rent it out or are they fixing this and going to flip it? I believe that they were going to turn around and uh, flip the property. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. the end buyer got a good deal. It was worth about 240. They bought it for a buck 82 or so. Mm -hmm. Anyone, yeah. and so then that gives them some room to to fix the 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 problems in there. The the rest of the house looked pretty darn good, as you guys could see in those pictures. And so then he was able to make uh, himself probably around thirty to forty thousand bucks as well. So everyone's happy. And and here's the cool thing about it, guys. So like I said, if you're new to the business or if you're a real estate agent, you're going, man, you know, why did that seller sell for a discounted rate? Well, because there's a big problem, and real estate investors get paid to solve big problems. And, and this mark, this house could not have gone on the market. No conventional, um, lender would have ever lent on that property. So all of a sudden the value of the property goes down to here and then you've got to solve it. And it was, a uh, in this case, there was an issue with the tenant, right? So the mom was over here, the kid was in it. 
there was that difficulty that you had to deal with. How, how did you, and if you already went through it, uh, pardon me on it, how did you um, convince the, the son to move out? So the mom says she would handle that. Um, the mom said that she would handle getting the son out. And uh, I just told the mom, I said, hey, you know, what's this going to look like? Do I need to buy the house and your son? <laughs> you know, what does that look like on that side of things? And she's like, oh, don't worry about it. When The day of closing, he'll be out. Um, and I guess he was just staying there, you know, playing uh, PlayStation and, you know, eating food with his friends. I mean, they just live like it was like it was no big deal. Just just staying there. And I told the guy, I'm like, man, you know, you probably, you know, this is a hazard. And my friend who was a mold remediation guy, he was like, man, listen, you could get sick from staying in here. You need to probably for your health, you need to find a new place to live. And he's like, oh, OK, I, you know, I got I can go stay with so and so, you know, so I, I think. That, I didn't have to really deal with that problem uh, at the time. So, cool. One of the things Francisco is asking is, how is the process different when it's a divorce situation? What makes it different? Um, okay, so that's a very, very good question because a lot of times in divorces, um, depend, depending on their, their situation, right? Uh, uh, situation meaning do they still have any sort of a relationship um, or do they hate each other's guts, right? So that would determine whether or not a deal can be had because sometimes if they hate each other, the other person, especially in Kentucky, there's marital interest. And so each person, if they're, you know, if they have, they're on that deed, they have to come and sign. So getting the other person, if they don't like each other, a lot of times they just don't want the other person to win. So they'll be like, yeah, I'm not signing anything because mm -hmm. I don't like you. I don't want you to have anything. I don't care if you lose your shirt. Um, but these people in, in this situation, it was just it worked out well because they actually still had a relationship of they were amicable. You know, they, they weren't like haters on each other. And she said, oh, no, he'll come and sign because that was one of my first questions when I was talking to her was. You know, what is that like? And that can be a really touchy situation when you're talking to somebody and she's like, we're divorced. We don't live together. You know, he's lived his life. I live my life. And I was like, you know, I'm not trying to pry into your business uh, on the personal side of things. But say that you sell this house to me tomorrow. Uh, is it going to be an issue for your ex to come and sign um, uh, at the closing and she was just like, oh, no, no, no worries at all. It, he'll definitely come sign. He's a nice guy. Um, we just have differences. And I was like, good enough for me. I trust you. You know, and the dude showed up and it was uh, it worked out. But dealing with divorce, um, it can be a very touchy road that you have to really take be very cautious about how you handle that as a professional home buyer. Mm hmm. I like it. And the second, the second part of Francisco's question, guys, so I'm going to, I'm going to share my screen and guys pop in some questions as well. If you guys have any, whether they're, you know, for Bo on the, on the deal making side, whether it's for me on the online marketing side, but I'm going to share my screen uh, back over to here. So this, this is, this is the, the carrot website. So basically it's a concierge website. Um, it's one that Bo had went through our services team. We kind of dialed it in with, with some of the visuals and one of the one of the things, guys, that helps Bo close too many deals so well is is the videos that he's been doing, is the content he's been creating. And I know uh, there's a lot of you that are probably kind of holding back on it, right? You're thinking, well, shoot, I'll just go send the direct mail or do the cold calling or do the ads and and not spend any effort or any time to build that trust and authority. And you can definitely close deals like that. Like we have a lot of people that are kind of behind the scenes; they don't have any of that content or credibility. You can close deals, but the real question is, how many deals you're probably losing? Right. How many how many deals you're losing? Because when people go to your site, they can't see what you're about, who you are. And you've had a chance to go through and create some amazing videos lately. That page there, the reason I showed that one is because that was the actual page that the gal had opted into, into the sell to simply sold page. And yep. you can see from the carrot system here, guys, we're going to tell you where the lead came from. So this one came from uh, a Google pay-per-click campaign and it came in at 612 a.m. So once again, um, and I think that's Pacific time uh, since that's where I'm looking at it. But this is this is what's linked up now inside of that that lead is it, it came from this link. So this tracking link that we have here, it's a tool. If you go into the campaigns tab under here, 
uh, when you're running a Google ad campaign or a Facebook ad campaign or a, your Instagram profile or whatever it is, create one of these tracking links. And so we created a special tracking link in here just for this. So let's say it's, you know, whatever it is, Facebook campaign number two, we're going to send it to a certain page on our website, pick the page. And then let's say it's a PPC ad, or it could be a social share or retargeting ad. Let's say it's a retargeting ad and it's on Facebook. Just go ahead and click that. And it's going to create one of these special links like this. And then, then this is the link that you use in your ads guys. So don't, you know, inside of Google, don't, don't send them directly to your domain name send them to your tracking link. So this can tell you which campaign worked. And this one's from mobile. So look at this. Um, you can see here, this is in the same period of time. And we have one campaign going for desktop searches on Google ads and one campaign going for mobile. We're getting far more mobile clicks and the conversion rate is actually pretty darn solid on mobile as well. Conversion rates a little higher on desktop, which is pretty normal. Uh, you're, you'll usually get a conversion rate a little bit higher on desktop but you can see that we're getting the majority of the actual leads, the actual leads through mobile. Last thing I'm gonna show you guys over here too, is you might say like, what the heck does the ad look like? Uh, this is just a free tool that anyone can use. Uh, you, go to, you guys go to spyfu.com, you can put in any domain name and, uh, and you can kind of look up, it's gonna give you some basic data. I can tell you knowing uh, what I know about this campaign, cause we're running it, that it's not 100% accurate. So these numbers aren't the exact numbers we're seeing. Um, some of the ads, you know, they are the real ads, but some of the ads that are working are best. They don't even show on here or anything, but it's a cool tool that if you're just looking for quick data on something, you can find some overall high level stuff. But this is pretty much what the ad looked like. I said, you know, we buy houses in Louisville, Louisville. Um, you make no repairs, no agents, be done with property fast, no no fee, get cash for offer, fast closing. We buy houses in any condition in the area, confidential cash offer. So that's pretty much what happened. And with this, with this one, don't quote me on this because I don't have the numbers in front of me right now. But uh, it was about, if I remember, it's about 150, um, maybe 175 bucks for, for these leads that we were getting uh, with this campaign. And to get this $56,000 deal, the cost for that deal was well under two thousand dollars. It was well I think under. Our first lead. Yeah, it was. It, I think it was our first lead. Yeah, so that skewed it. And the next, then, then you had a couple other ones, a small, a smaller deal, then another one that was like a thirty-something thousand dollar. I think that yeah, that we had split. But um, when you average them out over time, you know, right now we're averaging between two to three thousand bucks a deal max, um, and we're seeing if we can expand that out. So if anyone's looking at it, going, man. I've already put 500 bucks in PPC and it's not getting me some deals yet. Guys, uh, you might not be there yet. Uh, if, if our average using, uh, you know, with Bo's close ratio, with the average profit deal he's pulling with the buyers that he's working with, if our average is, let's say, $30,000 a deal, I'm going to look at that and I'm going to say, man, I would be willing all day long being the half partner in this. So I'm going to show you guys the math I'm doing is 50% partner here. If I'm getting 50% of this deal on a $30,000 deal, that means I'm going to get $15,000 on my end, right? And let's just assume that's our average, which it's a little bit higher than that right now but with these deals here. Um, then, then I'm looking at it going, okay, if my, if my cut of that's 15,000 bucks, I'm willing to spend 25% of that in order to get that deal. So that might be about $3,000 to $4,000 of ad spend that I'm willing to spend in order to get that $15,000 deal. Cause then I get about a four to one, five to one return on my money. Bo's happy with, with his return. He's getting good leads that are really, really motivated. Um, and so look at those numbers, guys, what's your average profit per deal. And then take it about 20 to 25% of that uh, is a pretty good target to say, I should be willing to spend up to that number um, assuming my close ratio is steady, my average profit per deal is steady in order to scale it up. Where most people are, are, are struggling here is they stop at a thousand bucks. They stop at 500 bucks. They stop at $2,000 and your average profit per deal is 30 or 40. Guys, spend five grand on it. Uh, all day long, you spend the five grand, then you get your $40,000 profit. You just replenish with 30,000, 35,000 extra in your bank account. Take that same five grand that you'd spend, add another five grand on top of that now if you can scale it out in that market. Now you've got a $10,000 budget and 30,000 extra in your bank account. So that's how you scale these up. You're playing with house money at that point. Yep, exactly, exactly. Any other questions, y'all pop the questions through on, on anything at all, whether it's on the negotiation side, deal side, it doesn't have to be about this deal, the online marketing side, but Bo, I've got a couple questions for you Yeah. Um, uh, for sure. So you do a lot of deals there. 
you know, you get a lot of your deals from your network, uh, which we're going to be talking about this in future behind the deals where we're going to breaking down ones that didn't come from care. They came from your personal network yep. and you've got an amazing framework. I can't wait to work with you to get that out to our community because it's so good, man. You, you presented it for the first time ever at Carrot Camp. Uh, and, and I love it. But one thing I want to talk about is with the online ones like this, particularly, um, this isn't a loaded question. I just want to hear your experience with it. What are you seeing motivation wise with these leads versus other types of leads that you're getting? Yeah. You know what, when someone comes to you, like, especially like this kind of lead, because when I came to you and uh, we're talking about this, you know, I had never really done a PPC lead ever in my life. You know, mm-hmm. every thing that I had ever done was outbound style marketing or networking deals. Uh, I'd never done an inbound lead where someone's coming to you saying, Hey, you know, come by my house. That yep. was not something that I was accustomed to. So when uh, I was able to get that lead, you, you know, you saw the lead pop in here at like six something in the morning. Uh, we were able to talk to the seller, go to the house and get the contract on the same day. When they came to me, that was like, a brand new experience for me. And I was like, is this real life? Like, this is, this is crazy. This is like shooting fish in a barrel. You know, it was like going to a farm pond, you know, and going fishing for a huge bass. Um, Now every deal is not like that, but it was a, it was a nice, fresh experience to see people. uh, They're coming to you. They're seeking that out. And uh, routinely now we are seeing people who are raising their hand saying, I do want to sell my house. Now, whether or not it's a retail lead for a listing or it is a a lead for a cash offer style home, those leads are routinely coming in and they're they're just a different breed of a lead. Yep. Kind of the, this is the importance of having the the stack, like having multiple types of marketing in your business because Bo has has really done uh, an amazing job building up what I call evergreen marketing offline and now we're building we're bringing in some more consistency online. And, and he, he worked his butt off for a solid you know, 18 months or so, creating some videos and using some of our tools. And now if you're to Google phrases in the, in the Louisville market, uh, his website ranks pretty darn good in some of that. So even looking at, I'm, I'm just looking at it, you know, I'll do a screen share here because there's addresses and phone numbers of recent leads in here. But, um, you know, the last lead that came in was three hours ago. Uh, it was a Google search and I'm just going to, I'm just going to kind of describe the, the high level. This one actually came from a location page. Okay, so this is one of the cool things is I will share this. So I'm not gonna show the lead information since it's an active lead that you guys are working. But let me share this. So someone did a Google search that was uh, for Shelbyville. Okay, so they they did a, a search of a phrase like sell your house fast or sell my house in, Louis, or in Shelbyville or whatever it is. And so then they actually landed on this Shelbyville page because he created these location pages and these location pages are what are ranking really high in Google for those phrases in those markets. Now, uh, one thing is already working that lead, dude, I, I, I love it. So that one came in three hours ago and that came from a location page versus, you know, versus, um, the homepage. And the way that we know that is over here on the, on the lead information, let me just drag this up. So all the info isn't there. Uh, but you can see right here, it came from, this sell my house fast Shelbyville, Kentucky. It came in at nine forty-seven. A Google search. So, uh, guys, make sure that you're kind of implementing the, the overall strategy and launch your website. Uh, you know, we call it, we call it an authority hub here at Carrot. Um, build out the content like Bo has done a great job with, and it doesn't have to be fancy. Uh, yep. He has a full-time videographer now, but it started with I'm assuming was it just your cell phone you were shooting the videos on before? Hundred percent. I had my cell phone. Uh, I even got like a. Um like a camera and I would hold it up in front of me, you know, like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's how I did all of the reviews for the longest time was just on a camera and like a little handheld gorilla pod thing that I would hold in front of me. And that's how I did a lot of my reviews or I would have the attorney in the office and say, here, you hold this. Uh, and they would just hold it and film me. I mean, I can't tell you how many videos that we have filmed. You see, I mean, you see like a lot of times it's just me holding the camera and some of those are just sideways phone. You know, I'm just holding my phone sideways or there's somebody else uh, filming some of these. Um, I just grab someone from the office and say, hey, come come film these things. Like that's attorney film. That's me filming. Um, yeah, so I just – it doesn't have to be fancy at all. It's just you with somebody. And if they're happy, which most of the time that they are, I've, I've only had 
one person say that they did not want to be filmed, uh, and that was not because they weren't happy. They were actually happy. They just did not want to be on. A, they yeah. didn't. They had no desire to be on a camera. They said, "I'm." They literally said, "I'm just already too famous." I mean, so many people <laughs> overcomplicate that, and they're like, "Oh, I don't want to look un unprofessional and just have my cell phone video." I feel like that's unprofessional. But like, yeah. when we pull up those testimonials, that's what people are used to seeing. It's like that's what's in our social media or Facebook feeds, and so it's natural for them to see, "Oh, this is that's what they're used to seeing." It makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yep. absolutely. People um, like some people like being on the internet too. I have a I have one question for you, and then we can hop over to our our segment, our tips segment, and wrap it up. But um, unless there's any other questions that come in, but is there you know some people, some investors will advertise we buy any house. Is there any house that you won't buy, whether it's like too much of a headache, or I mean, obviously if the numbers don't make sense, but is there anything like that where you're just like I'm not even gonna not even gonna deal with it? That is an absolutely fantastic question. Especially I if you've dumped like five grand of marketing into it, let's say. <laughs> okay. So that's a really good question because a lot of times when you have success in business, a lot of times that success will uh, lure you to make you think that you're better than you actually are. And it will make you think I can do anything. So if you're really successful sometimes or even have some success, so really successful, the word really is just uh, you can figure out what really successful is to you. And sometimes when you become successful, it makes you think, I can do this deal. I can do this. I've got experience to do this. And sometimes just because you should, it doesn't um, just because you could doesn't mean you should. Right. Yep. Yep. So there are deals that I will not take now deals that are um, dealing with. Uh, psycho tenants, uh, where there's a tenant in there that may be like drug users uh, or they're squatters. Uh, because in Kentucky, there's a lot of they have squatters' rights, hmm. and so then they would have to go through the complete eviction process. And sometimes that pain of dealing with a crazy scenario surrounding when people are involved, of uh, having to evict them or dealing with uh, family issues. Uh, and or house problems where there's like a hoarder house or stuff that, um, you know, where there's lots of extra problems besides just buying a home. When you're having to fix, not only you have to buy the house, but you have to then maybe potentially evict a person or then clean up a house after uh, the house is purchased and waiting on your money to be had. And then there's, you're in putting stress on top of that. Uh, sometimes those kind of deals are not worth uh, dealing with that headache. So I would analyze the situation and just be like, you know what, this is not a deal for me. And I would try to pass that along to somebody else. But I, at the beginning, I just did everything. Um, that's the called BHS. I, that's not, that's not Bo Hollis syndrome. That's big headed syndrome. <laughs> that is the truth. Sometimes you just, um, you just, you, but how do you learn is just, you learn by doing and failing, right? You do do and you fail and then you learn again and you learn from that, that mistake that you made and you just keep getting better and learning like, Hey, I'm not going to do this. Mm -hmm. That's okay. awesome. Thanks for sharing. So we do a little uh, segment on here called tips that actually work and hopefully uh, not hopefully they will work if you implement them. So uh, this one's always a surprise for Trevor too. So this uh, today we're sharing um, Facebook pixels. It's a little bit nerdy, but we like to get nerdy at carrot. So Facebook pixels, what is it? Why does it matter in the sense of retargeting? So Trevor, earlier you had pulled up uh, campaign tracking links. So you guys were using campaign tracking links for Bose, PPC, his Google pay-per-click ads. We yep. can use them for Facebook ads too. So without getting too too techy on everyone, um, it, it's a super easy, but what's a Facebook pixel? Why do you need to have one? What's that matter for retargeting? Yeah, dude, so the, the Facebook pixel and things did change a little bit with the the iOS security update that everyone everyone saw you know in april or so when you guys probably got a little note from your cell phone if you're on a if you're on an apple that said hey do you want to allow this website to track you in different words um but essentially one, one really powerful thing is uh facebook you can go in there and if you create a facebook business account where you can actually create ads over there there's a little pixel um uh that you can grab it's just a little piece of code you copy it and then you paste it inside of your carrot site. And I'll kind of show you guys really, really fast where you do it and then why it's important. Um, so you'll log into your dashboard. Let's say it's right here, Simply Sold. You go to your settings page and then go to analytics and scripts. And you can see we have a couple of them in here. So we've got the Google Analytics one in here. 
uh, which feeds into, into Bo's uh, Google Analytics account where you can get even deeper um, analytics in there. And then we have some other tracking scripts. So you can see the Facebook pixel code is right here. Uh, they, you just copy, paste it right in there. And then what you can do when you actually um, put that in there is not, then you can run ads on Facebook to people who visited your website. So where this can be really powerful is we've got some uh, going for the Simply Sold site where it takes some of those videos, retargets them back a video or two from Bo. It's a testimonial. So if they already landed over there and they opted in and became a lead or did not become a lead, now we're saying, hey, as you're still doing some research, exploring other options, maybe check out this to really learn who Bo is and how how well he's solved the problem for other people. Uh, and, th and that's really the big value of it uh, for the pixel for people is once you've got someone on your website with any of your marketing sources, if you're doing direct mail, guys, you need to have a Facebook pixel on your website. Because if, if people, if you have your website on your direct mail piece, or if you're doing cold calling or text message marketing or referrals, right, building a network, eventually there's going to be people who are going to Google search you even if you don't put your website on that thing. And so when they land there, retarget them back good videos on Facebook. So when they're scrolling through, they're looking at cat pictures, they're looking at what their friend's doing or whatever it is, they can see Bo talking to a seller and how he helped them out as well. So uh, really quick tip, guys. And the cool thing is retargeting ads are the cheapest ads you can buy. Uh, so <clears throat> your, your retargeting ad cost is going to be so much lower cost, and the ROI is going to be the best ROI you're going to get in any Facebook ads because the intent of someone is already there that they've already landed on your site. So for just pennies, I'm talking like under 50 to hundred bucks a month, you can have some pretty darn good Facebook retargeting ads going to amplify all of your other marketing. One other thing you can do, um, actually I would just, I'm gonna simplify it. Guys, go to the settings tab on Carrot, put in your script there, and then we have trainings and we have uh, uh, everything else that can teach you how to do that at a deeper level. Yeah, if you guys want to really nerd out, we did a Facebook ad series recently with a guy named Chad who they spend, I don't know, millions of dollars, over a million dollars a month on Facebook ads for a lot of large companies. And uh, we did a really uh, nerdy, in-depth uh, Facebook ad series with them. You can check it out at caracast.com. Um, or if you want to have your Facebook ads done for you, just go to care.com slash marketplace, log into your carrot account, hit us up in support. We have vendors uh, we work with that can do Facebook ads for you. Um, that being said, anything else you guys want to add? Any any last words before we we wrap this puppy up? Um, I popped through this link here. If you guys want to learn the Facebook side of it, we've got some cool resources over there. Care.com forward slash Facebook. Mm -hmm. uh, Troy has a question, man. So let's answer answer Troy's question. It says, mm. where's the best place to place videos on your carrot site? Um, I'm going to toss it over over to you, Bo, on this one because you've done a good job with this. Where in your in your um, experience are the spots that are the best ones to put videos in the care site? So we have done extensive testing on this, uh, on what, you know, where, where to put these videos, right? So if you look on my page on simplysold.com, and I think pull that up, if you scroll down a little bit, we chose to have this, um, these three testimonials right at the top. And then we chose to have, like you see the testimonials there. And then we chose to have a video kind of about us, yep. uh, about our company right there. And then just some more ideas and stuff that they could be going through because my thought was uh, they're probably going to your page from their cell phone somewhere, more than likely, right? The majority of our traffic that we get to our site is from a phone. And yep. so we wanted to be able to have, if they want to watch a video, I want it to pop up right away. Mm -hmm. like in their face versus reading a, a deep text message. You know, I wanted to see, I wanted to get them with credibility first. Like that's what I wanted to get that person with credibility when they first log on. So they can see, Hey, this person, these people are saying all these things. And then here's a video that they can pull up and watch right on our site. And so I like to have it right at the front, but here's, here would be in my advice. Like, this is what I'm doing, but here's what I would advise you to do. I would advise you, if you're brand new to this, uh, try a couple different things. Split test it, meaning that try one thing and then let that play out for a little while. Get some advice, reach out to Kara, and then test something else to see if they're, they're getting a better, what we call conversion rate. Like, figure out what is really working well. Just because mine looks nice and pretty does not mean that it's going to be the best for you. So I would definitely test out different things and uh, we're testing videos at the top of the page to see if we can get good conversions. So um, 
that's just my two cents. And I would say just keep testing, testing, testing and create. Dude, 100%, 100% what you're saying there. And, and to kind of kind of give you guys a really quick action plan based on what Bo had mentioned, uh, get something up for sure, testimonials-wise, I'd focus on that first. And now if you haven't done any yeah. deals yet, and you're probably like, man, I haven't done any deals, how do I get testimonials? And how do I compete against a guy like Bo? Well, you can, there's a couple things I've, I've guided people on. You can always get what I call character-based testimonials. So mm-hmm. um, never done a deal. But let's say you've had a banker for 20 years or you've got an insurance agent that's awesome or your boss or your coworker or whatever. Um, they could do a, uh, just a written testimonial or a video one's talking about you. Hey, you know, I've known Trevor for seven years, been his banker. And given the chance, I'd definitely work with him um, you know, if I ever had the chance to, to sell my house or whatever it is. Um, little things like that. And then as you get your deals done, then you focus on getting those testimonials, swap them out. But uh, like Bo has done, I really love what he's done on on getting the testimonials at the top of his site. We call that a credibility bar um, where it was you have what you call the hero section at the top, which is the fancy picture and the words and then the big form. And right below that is called a credibility bar. And we found in data and we've seen tons of other testing corroborate this as well as when you're able to put a bunch of credibility and proof right right there around the call to action, which is at the top of the site, it increases. Um, it increases the conversion rate and their ability to actually convert in there because there's credibility right there next to next to their action item. And then down below, if they haven't converted yet, uh, right, then there's Bo's video because if they haven't converted at the top of their site, they probably have questions. Okay, who is this guy? How does the service work? Well, I, I know some agents. Should I just reach out to them instead? And so at every spot there you see on Bo's site, he has a video about that. So the, the homepage, hey, here's who I am and here's the types of things that we can help you with. And here's some of the scenarios. I'm going to show you some of the deals and here I'm real. And then up, up top, you guys saw on the how it works page, he's got the, the video that, that takes to teach how it works. And he's out on the compare page. It's just essentially saying, hey, this is Bo. And you know, how does selling to us differ versus listing it on the market? And so that's my advice, guys. Start with testimonials, just like Bo had mentioned. And then build something that's kind of more about how you guys, what you guys do and how you work. And then go through each one of our pages at the top, your how it works, your compare page. The and about us. The, the about us, exactly. And start to create little pieces of video content for each one of those as you go. Make, keep yes. it simple. So important. So important for people because they're going to search you. Just like you search out a product before you buy it uh, on the internet, they're going to they're gonna do the exact same thing. They're going to, before they hit that submit, they're going to make sure, is this the right person that I should be talking to? And you just want to have every piece of credibility out there that you can to make sure that you emphasize and set in stone how credible you are to get the job done. It's really, really important. That's awesome. I love love it. Guys, what what I want to do here, guys, is, is this is, so this is our third episode and we're, we're going to keep, we're going to keep this train going every other Thursday. There's going to be behind the deals. Bo's going to be a consistent guest on here. Uh, Keith Sant was on for the last one in office there in, in Roseburg. And we're going to have some other uh, investors and hybrid agents as well. What I would love to hear from you, whether you're watching this live or recorded, if you're watching it live, amazing. Pop a comment uh, in the box, whether you're coming from YouTube or Facebook. Guys, let us know what you want to learn in these because uh, we're going to break down every part of the deals that you guys want us to break down. Do you want us to break down the negotiation? Do you want us to break down the marketing? Do you want us to break down how, how he sold the property? Do you want us to break down how the contracts work? Do you want, what do you guys want us to break down? Because we this is for you. We want to make sure that we're delivering exactly what you need to do more deals so you can buy back your time, gain freedom, and make an impact, whatever that impact is for you. So pop some comments through as we're, as we're in closing and let us know what you loved about this episode. If you got any good takeaways, pop it through the comments box uh, right now on Facebook or YouTube. Hey, this one tip, this was awesome. It was cool seeing this part of it and whatever it is. Let us know what you learned that you enjoyed. And then let us know also whether it's on live or in the comments box after we leave or hit me or, or Bo up on Instagram. Uh, I'm just Trevor.mock. That's M-A-U-C-H. You can find Bo Hollis, Bo um, Hollis, H-O-L-L-I-S on Instagram. Let us know what you would love to hear on future episodes of Behind the Deal because we're not stopping this train, guys. We're going to keep it going. And we're going to show as much possible behind the scenes on how Bo has a multiple seven-figure year business. Uh, we didn't talk about that today. So if this is your first time hearing from Bo, guys, 
he has had like a seven figure month before. So if you guys are trying to have seven figure years, how, you know, this is a guy who's really building an amazing business. We're going to show you behind the scenes of some of that and some of our other clients. Uh, so we've actually, I've, we have a, Oh, we have a really special one coming up in two weeks. So our yep. first uh, agent hybrid, that's going to be on behind the deal, Anthony yeah. Beckham. Dude, Every, cool. Some of you guys might know Anthony. He's going to be joining us in two weeks and it's totally appropriate. It's perfectly named the zombie house episode just before <laughs> Halloween. So we're going to take a look at the zombie house. Anthony's uh, Anthony's super young agent. He did what? 300 K's like, 300k in commissions the second or third year wow. and then he got into the investing side as a hybrid and he's doing a few flips uh here and actually roseburg where carried hq is so yeah two weeks zombie house we'll be looking at i like it i like it yeah, guys go to carrot.com forward slash challenge if you want to join us on our next 30 day challenge we start a new one every month carrot.com forward slash challenge we're going to teach you step by step how to do essentially what what we're teaching here uh, so join us there, and uh, we sent some other amazing resources through as well. If you want to dive into Facebook more detailed, go to carrot.com forward slash Facebook. We have a great resource there, um, and carrot.com forward slash video uh, to get our video guide, our free video guide as well. So, Brady, appreciate awesome. you leading this puppy. Bo, appreciate you as always, man. And it's just so fun watching you on this journey and, and just seeing how much you're growing. Where can people follow you because you're putting out some amazing content? Yeah, people can uh, follow me over Instagram. That's my name, Bo Hollis on Instagram. And that is B-E-A-U. Uh, and then you can also, at the same name, uh, find me on YouTube where we're putting out some content over there and going to continue to grow that as well. Um, and obviously, here on the uh, Behind the Deal series that we're doing, and it is uh, lots of fun. And I, I've actually had some students uh, who are going through some of the um, – Third day authority builder challenge, and they are really having some good success with that. So I'm yeah. I'm excited to see where that takes them. I love we it. We didn't oh. we didn't pay him to say that. <laughs> Actually, didn't not even a, not even a bit. Not even one, not oh, dude, yeah. Z Zach is asking uh, the car. Oh. So we talked about that in the first episode. Yeah. Where, where's the car at, man? It's actually in my garage still. And so here's the reason why Zach is. Um, we had some travel. I actually had to get the car repaired uh, on a couple things, and then I had a death in the family. Uh, that we had to deal with and some COVID stuff that we had to deal through. So and it is still being done. And uh, that's, we're about to ramp that up here in a second, but we had to uh, take, can't give a, a car away that was not working. And plus COVID uh, some stuff that we had to deal with, but yeah, absolutely. We are giving the car away and I'm very excited to do so. Awesome. So we'll, we'll link up uh, the first episode of behind the deal, which talks about the car. So if any of you guys are wondering, uh, Bo got a free car in a previous deal. We broke it down in the first episode of Behind the Deal, and then he's giving it away. Uh, we're yes. we're donating some uh, some cash and some software for the person that we're going to give it away to. That Bo's going to give it away to, uh, as is Batch. They're donating some some software as well. Uh, so Brady, if you guys can link it up on the replay of this, uh, guys, go watch the first episode of Behind the Deal with Mr. Bo Hollis and myself. That would have been about five or six weeks ago, uh, and uh, join in because they'll tell you guys how to enter into the contest to get the car or to have a buddy of yours who really needs the car, get the car. So, Absolutely. Bo, I appreciate you, man. Brady, appreciate you big time. I just got attacked by something in my head. I don't know what that was. Like hit me. <laughs> got dive bomb back there. But guys, All right. you guys have an amazing, amazing rest of your Thursday. Uh, see us again in two weeks from now. Save it on your calendar every other Thursday at 12 o'clock noon Pacific time. We're going to break down deals. We've got some amazing content coming your way to close out the year. And we're going to be blowing the lid off the content game in 2022 with you guys as well. Thank you, guys. Appreciate y'all. Have a good week. Have a good week. Have a good week.